Welcome to Season 2 of the Bowen Buzz Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Reed. Here we're talking the buzz on all things Bowen therapy. For therapists, clients, educators or anyone interested in the soft tissue industry. The show where we get to meet interesting Bowen practitioners, trainers and where we also hear from experts sharing their secrets to assist us to grow in our businesses and grow in our lives. Welcome to episode 26 of The Bowen Buzz. Today we get to meet Karen Hedrick. Karen is a bone therapy instructor and a massage uh, trainer of some, of some time and works at BCNT or the Board of College of Natural Therapies up in Wodonga. Welcome, Karen. Thanks, Chris. Nice to be here. And we're just Board of Natural Therapies now. Don't oh, call it anymore. Oh, okay. So just natural. Mm. So it's just border natural therapy. Border natural therapies. Yeah. Cool. Okay. So look, it's great mm. to have you along because um, a couple of years ago you gave a talk at a bone therapy conference up in Cairns, um, based around interception and how and how bone uh, and how it works with bone or how bone works with interception as a as a concept and what it is. So I want to try and unpack that today because it's a uh, it is a really big subject. But um, I think mm. it's really important to have a chat about it and how, how it works with bone therapy. So, but can we go back a step? I just, uh, just to introduce yourself a little bit. So you studied at Melbourne Uni? Yes, I did back in the 70s. Um, I moved there from the country and I did a bachelor of science education. That took four years and it, led me to become a science teacher secondary school and also biology which I did for 20 years until I discovered Bowen therapy. So you taught biology in high school? Mm, yeah biology and science and health 20 okay. years. There you go so it was natural yeah. that you that you go on to teach whatever you were going to do I suppose so you, you, you found Bowen therapy and then went mm. on to now you teach Bowen therapy as well as a practitioner mm. and and you've taught also massage therapy as well? Yeah, that's right. Well, and mainly with the massage, I taught the anatomy component of it because of my science and biology background. I just gravitated to that. It's an interest area of mine. And it is, it is interesting that I ended up teaching again because when I left secondary school, I was just going to be a therapist. But then one thing led to another and, um, yeah, I was back teaching again. And I do love teaching, still yeah. do. Um, and it's wonderful teaching adults that are interested in the information you want to give them. <laughs> and really want to learn. So, <laughs> so you've been a therapist since 2000. And, yes. And teaching, when did you start teaching? Um, well, I think we started... Before we got Border College of Natural Therapies, we taught for a little while with Central School of Tactile Therapies. So that would have been probably about 2001, 2002. Right. Okay. And mm. now you, you, tra you teach in Australia. You also travel the world teaching workshops um, yeah. with, uh, with, Mike, with Michael Quinn-Livin. That's right. Yeah, we're very lucky to be able to do that. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we enjoy that a lot. Great. Mm. Now, this subject of interception, um, interoception, is that something um, you talk about in your workshops as well? Um, 
I haven't developed a whole workshop around it, but it is something that I think is something that I explain during the workshops in the right. application of bone moves and being mindful and, yep. you know, the processing time and all of those sorts of things, yeah. Okay. So can you give us a definition? Interoception, what is it? Mm -hmm. Well, if you think of in as in inside your body, so it's the awareness of everything that's happening in all of the tissues in the body. Um, it's not just our organs, but every single tissue. So your fascia, your muscle, bones, um, everything. And the whole idea of interoception is to um, be aware of the functioning of the body. It's very important because we all know about homeostasis and maintaining things in that steady, constant state interception and being aware of it allows us to maintain homeostasis in a really energy efficient way you mean us as a as a body as a system as a, as a mm, yeah organism us. if you like mm, that's right because what they found is that a lot of people with you know various emotional dysfunction then don't have that um awareness or the awareness of their internal state has been suppressed, you know, maybe being in their bodies hasn't been a good place, so they try and dissociate from it. But if we can help them to feel safe in the body and be aware, it actually allows the processing in the brain, in the insular cortex to happen more effectively. So where, does, where do we... So where do we start with this? So they just mentioned insular cortex there. So is that an integral part mm. of the of the interception and, and the way it works? Yeah, it is. Like we have receptors everywhere in the body, which go under various different names. Um, and when those receptors are stimulated, they travel through a pathway called the spinothalamic tract. Um, that goes through a filter, um, the reticular activating system, which is a, a filter, um, and it heads to a hidden lobe in the brain, which is called the insular cortex. And this is fairly recent information that's been mainly researched by Bud Craig, um, which, who's written an amazing book, it's not easy reading, um, but he has done a lot of research on that and a lot of um, magnetic resonance imaging has allowed him to prove the importance of the insular cortex because in the past um, a lot of anatomy textbooks would say that the sort of um, sensory information he's talking about would just go to the somatosensory cortex, which is... Uh, more outer part of the brain um, but he has shown particularly with the MRIs as I said that it goes to a deeper lobe in the brain which is the insular cortex and that's where interoceptive processing happens not up in the somatosensory cortex which is where proprioception is um, processed. 
Okay, so if we go to where this, where we start, or where we where we get these sensations from, if you like, so that's so the insular cortex perhaps is the end point or the processing yes, point. Yes, it is. So, so yep, where, do, it is. Where, do we, where do we find interceptive tissue? The receptors are everywhere in the body. So um, you might have heard of them being called interstitials. You might have heard of them being called free nerve endings. Um, C fibres, unmyelinated fibres. So they are found all over the body, in your skin, um, muscles. Uh, there are probably 100 million in um, the gut region because that's a very highly interceptive um, area. They're located in fascia. So, you know, as a bone therapist, wherever we lay our hands on somebody, um, depending on how we lay our hands on, we can be accessing these interstitials or the free nerve endings. So everywhere in the body. They're the most, um, the highest number of types of receptors are interceptors or the interstitials, more than proprioceptors. So how do they differ between appropriate, what's the difference between a proprioceptor? Or what, so what, okay, what, first of all, what is a proprioceptor? And, and, what, right. and that, what's the difference? Yep. So the proprioceptor lets you know where you are in space in terms of upright or lying down or where your limbs are. Whereas an interceptor is giving you information on the state of your tissues inside your body. So two very different things. And is interceptor something we can consciously control? Uh, yes, we can. we can enhance it by being mindful, um, which is why a lot of the um, things like Tai Chi or yoga, um, mindfulness activities, things that encourage us to go within, be in the present moment, um, focus on the very subtle sensations that you can feel. Um, that enhances our interceptive ability. In fact, they say, you know how if you stop and think, are you actually aware of your heart beating at the moment? If you are, then they say, um, then you have like reasonably well-developed interceptive capacity. Um, but I think we've all had uh, times where we might have had a client and you ask them, can they feel anything happening in their body? And they can't because they're so caught up in their mind and in, you know, the fight and flight um, part of the autonomic nervous system that they are not able to relax enough to feel the subtle interceptive sensation. I think, you know, a lot of times in a Bowen session when someone says things like, you know, they feel warmth or cool or, in fact, I had a lady today who said um, where I'd worked on her legs and her back felt very fluid um, and those things are interceptive sensations that... Um, 
if we encourage our clients to be aware of those things, we're actually helping them to enhance their interoceptive awareness, so the awareness of the functioning of the body. And it actually enhances then the processing of that information once it gets to that lobe in the brain, the insular cortex. Because having that integration of the messages in the brain is really important for you know the the functioning of our body because they've shown um, through MRIs and things like that that there's a lack of integration uh, in that processing of that material with diseases like you know um, anxiety and depression, irritable bowel syndrome. Um, you know, a whole variety of, of systems like that. So we know that Bowen helps people in those circumstances. So, you know, the more that we can encourage the person to be aware of those interceptive sensations, the more we're helping to normalise that regulation or the processing of that information in the brain. So you think that if someone is more interceptive aware or has heightened interceptive ability that would be a healthier way to live yes i do definitely um for those reasons because um you can have all of the sensations being sent to the brain but if there is a problem with how it's processed then you don't generate um the right bodily feelings you don't generate the right bodily emotions um, and you don't have your self-awareness, which are all things that are very much human because they're, as much as I love animals and, um, you know, I think they're very intelligent, they don't have the capacity of self-awareness that a human does. But um, we also know that a lot of the times in this day and age, we see people that are so stressed, are so caught up in their mind or so caught up in technology or all the things they have to do, they've lost the ability to tap into, you know, what's going on inside of them and their body. And I think that has an impact then on how our body can process because Remember, I think at the beginning we said that interception helps the body maintain homeostasis in the most energy efficient manner. So that's that interceptive integration. So when we get we get this information coming in into this mm. insular cortex, um, yep. we can it can be integrated and what with a, with a motor output, or is it more about how we sort of how the body sees itself? Well, it's both because we get information in and then, well, an example I gave when I was at the conference, um, most middle-aged women going through menopause will be able to relate to it. So you have a hot flush at night, so you're feeling warm, so the interceptive sensation goes to the insular cortex, you get the feeling of heat and it's unpleasant. So then it goes to another part of the insular cortex, which is called the anterior cingulate, but we don't need to get too complex with names. So it goes to an adjoining part of the brain where um, motor output is produced. So the motor output would be maybe throw off the doona cover 
And then once you've had the motor output, the next step is you get sensory information again. So you get more information about how the temperature is. So, you know, like if it was now, you'd need to throw more than just a doona off because it's very hot here in Donga, about 43 degrees today. Um, but if it was in the middle of winter, if you threw the whole doona off, the sensory feedback might be that you were a bit too cold. So then you would get more processing of that and then you might just put some of the doona back on but have one leg hanging out and then you're at the right temperature. So it's that sensory input, processing, motor output to bring about the change to bring the body back into homeostasis, then more sensory input to see if it's right. And it's all about trying to do that in the most energy efficient manner. Okay. And you were talking earlier about how the, the gut has a lot of interceptive fibres or interceptive yeah. um, organs there. Is that when we yeah. talk about having a, a, a gut feeling or I went with my gut? Is that what we're talking about with that sort of thing? I think so. There's um, been a lot of uh, literature written about the gut-brain connection and, um, you know, it's often been referred to as the belly brain or the gut brain and I'm pretty sure that that would also be related to that gut instinct because you're beginning sensations developed there um, going to the brain it's one of the reasons why some of um, the medication that people are given for depression or anxiety will affect digestion because the types of receptors that are in the brain are also found in the gut brain. And so that can have an adverse effect on the functioning of the digestive system. So from a treatment point of view, if you were to work on someone's stomach area or gut area, mm -hmm. is, that, is that an important area to work then perhaps? Or is that, can that have um, effects that are you know, different to... Uh, perhaps working on their arm or their, their leg. Mm, I think so because, um, but you need to make sure that when you're working, that you're working very gently, needs to be a very light pressure. Um, interceptive receptors, um, the majority of them, there's a whole, there are a variety and some will respond to um, deeper pressure, but the, the, the type that I'm referring to here, you need to use really light pressure. So, for instance, I had a new client today with um, chronic fatigue and fibromyalgia. She was the one, so I was doing really light pressure. I talked to her about interception and what we were trying to do. And um, she's the one who said that she had that feeling of fluidity in her back. Um, she also talked about um, having a 20 centimetre section along her spine where it felt cold. And, you know, the important thing when people are feeling those sensations, and it might be, you know, doing the colon procedure is a great one because um, you need to use really light pressure with that. Um, the, whole, the whole benefit of Bowen is that light pressure the integration time because it's when you're not touching them and they're just going within to feel what's happening. That's when you're enhancing that interceptive feedback, which is probably going to also enhance the integration and processing in the insular cortex. 
great. So that I'm glad you came to Bowen because we were sort of heading heading in that direction. So you feel that um, Bowen is a great modality for a number of reasons, which you outlined a couple of them then, perhaps um, mm. to use um, to bring about change through the interceptive process or interceptive mm. system, if you like. So so that 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 yeah. often very gentle or very light touch. Mm. That's right. If you really want, if you're working with people and trying to improve the interceptive feedback, then you really do need to have the gentle light touch. You do need to encourage your client to be in the moment, be in their body, um, be aware of very subtle sensations. You might need to give them some ideas about what type of sensations they could feel. Um, And I mean, you know yourself that Sometimes people can't find words to describe what they feel when they're having a bow on. So I just say to them, you know, all of those things are sensations and it's great that you're being aware of them and um, it's allowing your awareness is enhancing how well your body can integrate that information and then bring about the motor output that is going to correct whatever it is that we're trying to address. Because mm. quite often we, I'm thinking of a group of people who often don't maybe talk about their feelings or talk about emotion mm. and those types of things. I'm, I'm probably thinking of a blokey bloke perhaps, you know, yeah. that um, at a barbecue they'll generally be talking about the football or the cricket or whatever, mm. but they won't generally be saying about how they felt about something. Um, mm. So is, is that a, a group of people who, you would work with differently then perhaps or would you still work along the same lines uh, as you would perhaps a female or a child or someone who might be more readily to talk about their emotions or their feelings? Well, you know, they don't necessarily have to talk about their emotions with me. I think if I try and explain to them, you know, what we're doing, I've actually that article that I gave you and that was also in Bowen Hands, I often give that to people to read um, so that they can gain an understanding of what it is we're trying to achieve. Some people do like to talk to me about their emotions or their feelings, um, but you don't necessarily have to get them to. As long as they can feel them themselves, and acknowledge, you know, the, the sensations that they can feel in the body. On a deeper level, you can know that you're going to be enhancing the processing in the brain to achieve a good outcome. Um, you know, we as Bowen therapists are not necessarily trained counsellors and sometimes if you... go too far down that path you know you don't want to open up um, a can of worms that you can't address which is where it's always good to have someone that you can refer on to if you know it's beyond your level of um, expertise Mm. Um, but But that may that may certainly be a really beneficial path that you sort of allow that person to come to yes that's right you can yeah open things up to a point where they know okay yeah there is something there that I need to work on um, and you know when you look at the the types of um, therapies that people have for 
um, post-traumatic stress disorder, Bowen can be a really good um, complement to that. Um, like, as I mentioned before, yoga and Tai Chi and Qigong and things where you've got um, movements of the body along with um, rest periods where they're focusing on what's happening within the body. So you can help a person maybe who's gone through some sort of trauma to feel safer going and actually feeling things in their body rather than, um, you know, blocking that. That's great. And so is that, um, I'm thinking now of babies and, and children. Um, yeah. Baby, babies seem to respond incredibly well to that, that gentle light touch and mm. Perhaps that when yeah. we work, often we work around the gut with, it, with the baby, don't we? And they seem to work very mm. well. Do you think they're more open to that type of touch and feel because they don't have that, say, verbal sort of component, or it's more of a mm. uh, more, it's an more honest of a, response? That's right. It is an honest response, isn't it? Because they're not mm. they're not going to fight it, are they? Necessarily, I suppose. Mm. Kind of like you know, if you work on a cat or a dog or that sort of thing, you know very well. If an animal is, you know, enjoying what you're doing, um, I'm not saying that a baby is an animal, but, you know, they don't don't have any um, false pretenses. They don't have to try and block things. They're, they're fairly open. Um, yeah, I mean, we've all had the experience of working with a baby and, you know, they kind of just melt um, through the treatment because you just helping the body get into that um, beautiful parasympathetic state, eating, digesting, eliminating, healing. Um, and, yeah, so that beautiful light touch is working on their interceptive ability. You know, I'm not saying that every single bone treatment should just be focusing on interception. You know, there are other... Um, if you're working on injuries, you know, you might want to do firmer pressure to bring about a, a response of a release in fascial tissue. But, you know, if you are trying to enhance interceptive responses, then that's when you need to be lighter and more mindful and encourage the person to go within and feel what they can feel to enhance the results. So certainly so certain clients are going to need a different sort of pressure and different sort of speed and, and amount of work mm. and, and different wait mm. times perhaps is against a another mm. sort of person who's going to need a really incredibly light touch, perhaps longer waits and less work. Yeah, that's exactly right. right. Yeah. Excellent. Mm. That's great. Well, that's, uh, there's a lot in that, Karen. Um, mm. and, and I think <laughs> if we can, um, but I really appreciate you explaining that to us. Um, as Bowen therapists, it seems that we can work incredibly well for, to enhance people's um, interceptive, um, mm. the word be, uh, input sensations and and um, and output, because you say when this comes together in the insular, cort insular cortex, was it? In, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. um, so that gets processed there, and does it have anything to do with um, memory or you know in the limbic system and that sort of that that more front? Yeah, the other. The other bit, um, the anterior cingulate cortex is part of the limbic system. So um, I don't know that uh, Bud Craig actually 
said too much necessarily about our memory, um, but uh, we definitely know that people have emotional memories and traumas trapped in their body. Um, so, you know, that trauma, if you can release it through interceptive awareness, I suppose is having an effect on those type of memories, yeah. Hmm. And on the, you know, I was doing a little bit of reading and uh, in fact, it just sent me before we had this chat and it was talking about left and right uh, insula. Oh, yeah. there, is, there is that, the two sides hmm. of, the, of, the, of the insula. Um, and there was a question that came up recently in bone therapy around about why do we start on the left-hand side of the body? Now, is it, do you think there's hmm. anything involved with this as well? Because it's sort of it, the, the, um, the thought popped into my mind because you was, it says that if you're working, the, the left insular cortex relates more to mm. parasympathetic activity. Yes, it does. And, That's and, the, right. and the right is more about sympathetic. But mm. the right works on the left hand or gets this information from the left hand side of the body. Is that there's a the body? Yeah. Mm. Which is interesting, isn't it? So we start on the left hand side of the body, but it actually goes to the right insular. Um, and maybe because the right insula is activated um, and it's more related to sympathetic activity, the majority of people that come to us are probably in that really heightened sympathetic state. So um, we do we start with the left-hand side of the body, which will go to the right insula, but immediately following that we go to the right-hand side of the body and then it goes to the left insula. So... Yeah, it's it's very interesting. Um, yes, I think that discussion might be better had over a bottle of wine or something like that. We could hypothesise around that one a bit, but I think it yeah. would certainly, you know, having one uh, influencing more, perhaps, uh, you know, yeah. the, uh, the sympathetic and the other uh, more the parasympathetic, and which one do we want to leave the body with? And I suppose so mm. that might be part of that as well. So. Mm. Yeah, okay. that whole that whole thing with the two sides of the brain is very interesting too you know there's a section in there where it was talking about a person who was cigarette smoker um and the center for that was in the right insula and when the person had a stroke they just could stop smoking because that part of the brain wasn't activated anymore and then also you know thing like cocaine addiction is in the left insula so you know there's a lot of a lot of uh, research still to be done, but the work that Bud Craig has done is amazing. And, you know, if anyone wants to um, read more about it, I'd highly recommend his book. And it's How Do You Feel um, by A.D. Bud Craig. Okay, we might put that, a link amazing. to that perhaps in the, in the show notes, Karen, if that would that be okay. Right. We could put yep. that in there, that'd be really good. Um, mm. All right. And um, so if people are interested in, uh, in, in looking more at their bone and how it can uh, affect the, uh, the interception uh, further to enhance the well-being in their clients, that's the, the way mm. to go. And we may be able that's to put right. some more information up there as well uh, in, in the show notes. And the Louise, Louise Tremblay book is also good. Right. The one, the therapeutic pause in osteopathy and manual therapy because she highlights the fact that there are many modalities, not just bone, that actually do have 
a pause or an integration time. I think it makes more sense instead of saying a wait time to say an integration or a processing time because when you, particularly when you're thinking about interception, it's allowing time for those um, sensory messages pass through that filter without being filtered out because we're not putting extra information in there um, and then having it go to the insular cortex to be processed. So um, I think the more you can understand how other therapies incorporate that, you can understand more why we need to do that in Bowen as well. Sure. So they're two great books. Great, great. Well, we'll pop those mm. in there. Look, thanks very much for your time to take care. It's been fascinating. And it's always great to learn more about how we feel Bowen works and how it affects people so well. Because we know, we know it works. We see it in our clinics every day. But sometimes to have some further information mm. around the why is absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that's right. Well, I've enjoyed having the opportunity to um, explain a little bit about it to you and hopefully people will find it helpful. I'm sure they will. Thanks very much, Karen. Mm. Okay. Thanks, Chris. You've been listening to another episode of the Bowen Buzz podcast. If you'd like to ask a question or even suggest someone we could have on as a guest, please let us know by leaving a comment. If you'd like to leave a review on iTunes, that'd be great. That would help tell the world about the Bowen Buzz podcast and spread the word of Bowen therapy. This has been Chris Reed. Enjoy the buzz. Thank <laughs> you.